Good morning, glory. Hallelujah to you. It's another episode of Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by St. John Mariano. How are you tonight, John? The light at the end of the tunnel is you. Oh, it is you. Not maybe you, it is you. No, nice. it definitely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking directly to you, Corey. I knew I you feel were. Like I, I feel like I can declare you are the light. I can feel the love, my friend. I can feel it. Coming all the way from... Uh, from Long Island, New York, all the way to frozen the frozen tundra of Saskatchewan. I would love to warm you up a little bit, buddy. It is. I, I heard you got a blizzard up there. I have blankets down here. I don't even need them. I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping kind of in the raw. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a rock and roll podcast. I guess I can admit that. Yeah. Um, let let your freak flag fly. Freak, I, I, freak, that's a tongue twister. Freak flag fly. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if a freak frag is much different. It's, it explodes, Corey. Yes, yes, that, that that's a much different podcast. Yeah, no, it is a minus twenty, whatever the hell it was today, minus forty with the wind chill, zero visibility, snow everywhere, vehicle stuck, uh, absolute nightmare. Very happy to be here with you tonight to talk a little Aerosmith and drink a little whiskey and have a little fun. That, that, that's the, that's the way we roll around here, Corey. Absolutely. And speaking of rolling, John, maybe go over for the folks uh, how what exactly we're doing here and how exactly we're going to go about it. So, folks, uh, the, the breakdown of the show is pretty simple. Corey picks three songs. I pick three songs that are associated with numbers on the die. And that, then we're going to go ahead and roll that die and see which one we're going to talk about. Whichever song gets picked, whether it's a Corey song or, or one of my songs, We'll replace that at the end of the show, so that way next next week's show has another six on the die, so we could do it all again. Um, at the end of the show, we recap what we thought about the song and figure out whether or not it belongs on our mixtape. The mixtape is 18 songs deep, and it should represent to a new listener what we want them to hear the first time they hear Aerosmith. So it doesn't necessarily need to be the best songs or the 18 best songs. It should be the 18 most representative now you're in the know. Now you're in the cool. Now you're part of of this Aerosmith nation that that we all love. So with that, the six songs that we have on the die tonight are "Chipping Away the Stone," Rat, "Rats in the Cellar," "Falling in Love," "Permanent Vacation," "Let the Music Do the Talking," and "The Other Side." That's right, and a great selection of songs it is, John. I know we're now a Two shows in, we have two songs currently on our mixtape, uh, Lord of the Thighs, which was a, a John selection for the dice, and uh, Shut Up and Dance from Get a Grip, which is one of mine. So uh, one of each so far. going to be interesting to see which one comes up here tonight. I know there, there's one in particular I, I'm really uh, hoping comes up because I'm in the mood to hear it. But uh, really any one of these six I, I think is going to be a good one. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of Aerosmith in the car, like just get, starting to get back in the band. I realize... I've missed out on like three studio albums because I stopped <laughs> listening to music over 20 years ago. And so, so we get, we're going to play some catch up at some point and throw some of those songs on here because I'll be listening to those ones fresh, but I I've, I, I've uh, listened to show Shut up and dance, like many different versions <laughs> of it in my car recently. And I got to say of the two songs, I feel like 
I really feel like you have the one that's going to have the, st- the staying power. It's right going to be now. interesting to see how long it stays on there. If it even comes off, maybe it makes it all the way. That's one of those kind of deeper cuts that if you're introducing somebody new to Aerosmith, that song has a little bit of everything on it. So, you know, it could have legs, whereas Lord of the Thighs, you would think out of the two, oh, that one's going to stay on there, right? But I'm a little more disenfranchised with that one. Unless we get a live cut that really blows me away coming up here, the studio version, uh, it was good, but it didn't quite, it's not quite mixtape worthy in my opinion. I tend to agree with you on both counts. And I think with that, we should uh, blow on the dice and give them a roll. All right, here we go. Rolling the dice and we're going to come up with... Let the music do the talking. This is the one I was hoping for, my friend. This is a Corey pick from Done With Mirrors, originally done by the Joe Perry Project. Uh, His version, definitely not as good as this one, but this was Aerosmith reunited uh, after Joe Perry and Brad Whitford had left the band. Uh, 1985, the album came out. Um, Largely forgotten, this is right around the, you know, I think it just came out before the Run DMC uh, version of of Walk This Way, which helped kind of rejuvenate Aerosmith, but uh, kind of a forgotten uh, album in their discography but man it is solid and i love this song no, and it's forgotten because it, it, it comes out during the heyday of the hair metal bands and, and aerosmith aerosmith had gone away for a while right so it it, it took um it took, it took a hip-hop band the hottest hip-hop band in the world from my hometown to, to you know really bring aerosmith back in a lot of ways um so, so I, I'll be interested to hear this track with fresh ears and see, see wh- what we think of it. Yep, I think this was the first album done with Mirrors, done on the Geffen label, uh, produced by Ted Templeman, who uh, I know quite well because I'm doing a Van Halen podcast as well, and he did the first six Van Halen records. Uh, so the, the guy knows his stuff. Uh, and, th- and this is kind of the big comeback album. You know, Aerosmith was trying to get clean and sober. Joe and Brad uh, were, were back in the fold. Um, there's a live version of this on Classics Live 2. Um, it was all over the set list for the Permanent Vacation Tour. And uh, they, they've been playing it actually a lot lately too, uh, kind of on the, uh, uh, on the uh, you know, county fair type circuit that they were on before uh, COVID hit. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's a Joe Perry project song written by Joe Perry, but the other band members liked it enough. They redid their version and put it on Done With Mirrors. And it's a real standout. John, if you're ready, maybe let's uh, let, maybe we should shut up and let the music do the talk. I like that, Corey. I like that a lot. Right, so kind of like how uh, Lord of the Thighs started out, you kind of got that nice chugging riff, kind of you know, kind of reminiscent of a train, right? Train kept rolling. Of course, it was the big cover that Aerosmith still does to this day. And, and then you got Joe playing playing some nice bluesy slide over top of that, right? Just a great way to kick off an album. I mean, I mean, they might as well have called this what Joe Perry did the talking because that, that that's what we're listening <laughs> to right now, and he he his guitar is purring right now. Yes, absolutely, big time. All right, let's keep it rolling. (laughs) 
so 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 it's interesting because you really tell like there's not a lot of Steven Tyler influence on this song. There's not but when Steven Tyler and Joe Perry are working together, part of what makes it work for me is you have those driving riffs by Joe Perry, but then you almost have that 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 bluesy simmer from, from Steven Tyler, like that 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 that, that sexy sexiness. And this is this is like grab yourself by the crotch and ride a motorcycle, like no no fucking around Steven Tyler right now. I, I kind of dig it, but I also don't know that I feel like, like like it's a great rock song. It doesn't feel like a signature Aerosmith song to me. Really? And to me, it has all the elements, especially with lyrics like, I got a hardcore mama with a hot hoochie coo, make my wheels start spinning like a formula too. That that to me is very much Steven Tyler-esque yeah. lyric writing. Oh, oh the, the the lyrics, absolutely. But, but there's no... I don't know how to say it, but there's no like breathing room to it. There's no, as he's singing, he's just going with the lyrics and he's going pretty hard on them. So I'm curious to see if at any point we're going to get kind of a change of pace because I don't remember the song that well. Um, you know, as you said, it was a little bit less popular and my uh, my iTunes shuffle just shuffles the hell out of this thing. So I, I get songs maybe once a decade, the way things go. Um <laughs> I'm I'm really interested to see if we're gonna get a change of pace at all because right now it's like Steven Tyler going 100 miles an hour. I I dig it, but to me, lacking a little bit of that Aerosmith flair. I tell you what, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think you may be happy a little later in the song. All right, all right, we're, we're coming up to the uh, iconic chorus here now. All right. Uh, thoughts on the production there, John. Uh, it sounds like Joe's kind of a little lower in the mix than you would expect him there, right? Like uh, the, the rhythm section is really in the forefront here, really driving that excellent groove. And Joe with that slide, that nice bluesy slide I love so much, uh, kind, of, kind of mixed down a little bit. I, I kind of really dig that production. I, I, I totally do. And I, I think I think for the chorus, you, you know, it it has a nice catchy feel to it. Um, it, it definitely has some radio play. Like it feels like it has some radio play. Um, you know, I'm trying to put myself back at the time thinking what some of the big hits were and trying to figure out why this wasn't bigger. And I'm guessing most of it just had to do with perception, right? Um, be, because this has, this has all the elements of great songs of that era. It's re it's re it's really interesting uh, that they, uh, well, have such a driving, driving song, and it is kind of lost in the shuffle. Well, and I just kind of brought up uh, some of the biggest hits of 1985, and you got things like Careless Whisper by Wham, uh, Like a Virgin, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you, know what's on, you know what's on this list? Hmm. The first 45 album I ever purchased. You, you want to guess it? St. Elmo's Fire? St. Elmo's Fire by John <laughs> Parr. Man in Motion. Yeah. It's one of my all-time favorites. We, we, we got to at some point do a podcast where we get to just talk about either one-hit wonders or, or, or standout songs that, that built and defined your your mu music vocabulary because that's one of them. I, I feel like one-hit wonders, even just from the 80s, would be a tremendous podcast. The one that would go for a while. 
because there, yeah. there's a ton of those songs, right? Um, but 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 we get getting back to Aerosmith. I don't know that a lot of these songs were competing with Aerosmith for playing time. Like I'm thinking more like whatever Motley Crue had going on, like like, like whatever, whatever more of the Def Leppards had going on, probably took away from that airplane more. Maybe White Snake. Um, I'm trying to get other bands of of that time. Maybe yeah. maybe Great White was Great White around yet. They were, but they weren't good, and they weren't good for long when they were. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I no, no, I know. They had like a moment, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious if this was that moment. <laughs> you know what? Uh, 85, uh, David Lee Roth, California Girls, 5150 yeah. by Van Halen, of course, came out in 1985. So, so that was a big one. Yeah. But like Bon Jovi was like what 86, 87. Def Leppard was 87 and 83. So they were kind of dormant. They were kind of in the middle of stuff. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting to think about just to put this in context a little bit, but you, you know, v- very shortly around here because I, I know it's around the time right before I moved to Long Island. So, so it was like eighty five, eighty six is when Walk This Way hits. So, kind of on the heels with this and during this, it overshadows this in a lot of ways. All right, so before we get into that that uh, kind of break that you were looking forward to, uh, Walk This Way with Run DMC actually was released July 4th, 1986. So this song actually comes before uh, Run DMC. Yeah, no, no, no it, comes, it comes almost a year before. And, and it's, it's a good song, man. Like, I don't, I, I don't know that this makes my fi- final, final Aerosmith playlist, but I got a favorite this get this bumped up on on my itunes because it's kind of pissing me off that that you know i hit i hit random on on my playlist so often and if this song has come up like two or three times in the last 10 years i'd be impressed <laughs> well i'm hoping you listen to it more because it's worth it and uh it's, it's not my fan. fault Corey. it's not <laughs> my fault i hit random Right, it's the it's it's a random algorithm. It has nothing to do with me. It's something with your iTunes band because this one comes up for me all the time, and I love let the music do the talking and the light. And it's a great concert opener. Like uh, when I saw them op- play in Minot, the one time I saw Aerosmith, they opened with same old song and dance, and I liked that song, but I was like, damn it, I was because they're flopping that with let the music do the talking, and I didn't get that opener, and I'm I'm pissed off to this day about it. Well, maybe you'll be lucky enough and see them on their next tour. Oh, good Lord, Will, and I hope so. Fingers crossed. All right, we're, we're going to come up to a little guitar pyrotechnics here for you.
you can almost hear it draw the line in that riff towards the end. It's almost it like a spin on draw the line, right? It is. Yeah, it's that intro riff to draw the line. They absolutely threw that in there. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty wild the the, the way they threw that. Um, there there are parts of the song I really like. I don't. Spoiler alert is I, I don't know that I'm going to put it on the mixtape, but that's going to be kind of irrelevant because of how we're doing it. Um, but I do dig this song. Like you can not think it goes on your mixtape, but also really dig the song. And I, I do, I do really dig this. I'm really glad you recommended this, especially this early in, in, in recording this podcast. Well, I'm going to fight to keep this one as long as I can uh, on the mixtape. Obviously, for the first you know 18 shows, it'll have a place. But after that, I got some work cut out for me. But I love that it wasn't just a stereotypical kind of guitar solo, right? You had you know the rhythm section keep the beat down, and and Joe Perry's just going to town with that slide, right? Playing some blues, and uh, he likes it's not way up front in the mix. Uh, Ted Templeman chooses to keep him kind of back a little bit more and keep the band kind of kind of closer together which may be kind of indicative of the band at this time because they were just coming back from breaking up and, and you know becoming largely irrelevant and, and this was supposed to be their big comeback album on geffen and you know it, it doesn't do that great it's actually the next album permanent vacation that accomplishes that for him but you know symbolically kind of bringing joe back into the mix a little bit and, and not having anybody just kind of up front all the time uh kind of metaphorically works for this and i, I love that he's just back there just playing a little little slide guitar and then all of a sudden just out of nowhere just starts breaking in to draw the line yeah no, no, no. it was very it was very clever and very cool and how understated it is where it's almost like is that draw the line um you know i, I think it is a, cre a credit to the production of the song yep absolutely all right let's keep it rolling extended outro again a very short song it felt like they, they could have gone longer with that but uh you know they let it play out at you know three minutes and 40 some seconds here 349 so i don't know i, I was kind of hoping for a, a bit bit of a bigger ending to that one how about you i don't know if if, if it feels like it was designed for radio or produced for radio you know from, from the length of the song to the driving force behind it like it just feels like it feels like in studio, they were like, this is going to be the big hit that brings us back. Mm -hmm. and, and and it's kind of a shame it wasn't, but, you know, the history books are the history books. And, you know, there's a reason why this doesn't hit, because maybe if this does, we don't get walked this way. Maybe maybe, maybe things like that don't happen. And and the true Aerosmith renaissance nev never hits the way it hits in the late 80s and the early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, it it's interesting. It's a really good track. It was a really smart choice by you. Um, there are plenty of pieces of it that are Aerosmith and very, very Aerosmith-like. It does feel obviously more Joe Perry than more the rest of the band, at least from, from a pacing standpoint. But like you said, the production of it's very smart by holding Joe back a lot on the sound. 
Um, no, it's an interesting choice, Corey. Well done. Well, I, I know what uh, what I think of the song. But I certainly like the song. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And it's going on the mixtape for now, anyway. We'll, we'll see. Come show 19, is this the first one we bump off or whatever uh, rolls on that show? But uh, I think it's got some legs. And, you know, it's a good funky tune. And uh, it, it was a song I was in the mood to hear tonight, to, to kick off our recording session here tonight, John. So, But that means that's a Corey track off the dice now which means I now have to put another one on. And, and, and what, why, why are you thinking about that? I just want to make it clear to everybody. While I might not think this is going to stay on, on the mixtape right now, I can tell you, and Corey can tell you, I guessed it on his Aerosmith show with he and Mark, uh, the Van Halen show with he, he and Mark Meyer. And, and I listened to Fools and I gave it a thumbs up on the show and then a thumbs down on Twitter. So my opinion changes like the wind, folks. Um, get used to that. And and Corey can very easily change my mind here. Um, it, it it's not it's not a tough road. So while I, I don't love it right now for the mixtape, it doesn't mean I won't love it in a, in a few weeks. All right, John. Uh, unlike you, I didn't prepare at all uh, for this show here today. I was too busy trying to get my car stuck from a snowbank or unstuck, as it were. So I'm just going uh, right off the top of my head here, and I'm thinking, geez, we need something. You know, let the music do the talking was the 80s. Uh, I want to go back. I want to go way back. Not that far, though. Maybe something from Toys in the Attic. And one of my favorite deep cuts from Toys in the Attic is No More, No More. So I am putting that on the dice here now. So next Man. show, that's going to be my third track. Uh, you know, not to, not to play the pun game too often, but these dice are loaded now. All right. So, John, before we go here tonight, do you want to update the folks on what we have on the dice for the next show? Sure, we're looking at Chip Away the Stone, Rats in the Cellar, Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees, Permanent Vacation, No More, No More, and The Other Side. And John, what would you be hoping for for next show? Uh, I, don't like, I don't like to root. I feel like these are all my, my, my kids. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I honestly don't care which way it comes up, Core. Um, I wouldn't mind doing Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees only because it's a newer song and, and you know, newer, newer being very relative to the guy who hasn't bought an album past the nineties. Um, but, but it's a, it's a, uh, I, I think, I think that's the way I'd like to go is maybe with some newer Aerosmith, but I will be happy with it. Any way this comes up. You know, um, I, I almost put something from music from another dimension uh, on, on the dice, just because I know you haven't really listened to that album much, but maybe if Mode of Mind gets uh, picked uh, next show. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I have, I have a couple of uh, choices, maybe some that I haven't heard yet um, that might be joining the dice pretty soon. Um, but Corey, where, where, where can the good folks find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CD Morissette, and they can find me uh, on this show here. Uh, and our uh, show uh, Twitter is uh, at BT Aerosmith and uh, uh, BT Aerosmith at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us there. And uh, I host a little Van Halen podcast called And the Podcast Will Rock. And you can find us there at Podcast Will Rock and podcastwillrock.com. And John, where can the fine folks find you? They, they can find me riding the Wild West most uh, Tuesday nights with my friend Ken Knapsack on his Twitch channel. But more importantly, if they could uh, go to Mixcloud and follow Pop Rock and Radio 
no G, just pop rockin' radio. That is Ken Knapsack's um, awesome playlist he does. He does, he, does, he does live DJing on it, and he, he does recorded DJing, and puts together some spectacular, like, hour and a half to two hour long playlists uh, once to twice a week, usually when, when, Wednesdays and Saturday nights, Wednesday afternoons and Saturday nights. Um, but it's, 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 it's a great listen. If you love music, it's the way to go. He's um, the unofficial official sponsor of our show and um, a great supporter of ours and we're a great supporters of his. Can, can we just ask him if we can be the official sponsor, if he can be the official sponsor of our show? It doesn't have to pay us or do anything. Maybe just play the odd song we want on pop rock and radio, but I'd love to introduce him every show as the official sponsor of backpacks. Aerosmith revisited. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you what I will, I will go and talk to Ken this Tuesday and see what I can do. Um, and you know, I might have to grease the wheels a little bit with, with, with helping out his cowboy ways in the wild west, but I'll, I'll figure something out. You know, one of my favorite parts of uh, pop rock and radio is you can go back and listen to past mixes. So I I'm, I, I've been listening kind of off and on, but I'm a new subscriber. Uh, and it's very, very cheap to subscribe. And then you get priority uh, requests and all that kind of stuff. But I like going back and listening because you can kind of tell what kind of mood Ken is in sometimes with the songs he's playing on the playlist. Then you get some people like, uh, you know, our friends, old handsaw and Christy McGee, who uh, requests some really great stuff. So I would recommend anybody listening to the show, check out pop rock and radio on Mixcloud. It's definitely a good time. Uh, absolutely. Um, th- th- thanks for that, Corey. And, and uh, by all means support, Corey and Mark, they are climbing the charts fast all over the place, all kinds of music enthusiast podcasts and, and, and charts and numbers and, and, and nothing that I'm aware of or understand fully, but they put, they post stuff and it's like, we're we're number six in the United States on Apple, you know, of people talking about music or whatever. And it just sounds impressive, but more important than that, listen to them because God, they're good. They have good chemistry. And I, I know this seems a little self, self-congratulating because Corey is my partner here. But look, if you're enjoying what Corey and I are doing here, Corey, Corey, Corey and Mark are really building something special over there. And by all means, please go support them. It's a heck of a lot of fun with a tremendous van, uh, band in uh, Van Halen. So, yes, thank you very much for that, John. And uh, we're having a great time over there. And I'm having a great time here um, doing this show with you on Aerosmith. We got three great tracks. Uh, on the mixtape right now, um, three that I think uh, deserve to be there and can be there for a while. We're going to have some interesting conversations. I know we had one uh, fan reach out, a fan of Aerosmith, and he said, well, how's this going to work? So you're only doing 18 episodes? Like, no, no, we're doing like over 300 episodes. There's only going to be 18 songs by the end of it. It's kind of like a battle royal. What's going to end up on the mixtape? So um, it may seem kind of academic for the first 18 shows here, but after that, now we got to fight for certain tracks, and it's going to take a unanimous vote to either take a song off or add a song, and we have to decide what's going to happen when it's a hung jury. Do we have to bring, like, a special guest on to be the deciding vote? I, I feel like we arm wrestle for it, but I mean, we'll figure that out. <laughs> we, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of time. This is show yeah. uh, three. We, we got 15 more weeks to figure that out. So, All right, With that, with, with that um, everyone, we always let Mr. Tyler have the last word. Corey, Corey um, is Mr. Tyler around right now? Uh, he is. Let's see what he has to say. Uh-huh. 